Welcome to the Answers for Elders radio show. Meet the trusted experts who will give you straight answers and will help guide you on the path of later life care. Now, here's your host, founder, caregiver, and CEO, Suzanne Newman. And welcome everyone to Answers for Elders Radio Network. And we are here with the wonderful Rebecca Bauman from SAS Services. And Rebecca and I, I am so excited. We're going to be talking to our listeners today about if you have a loved one that has Alzheimer's and dementia, you're dealing with how to negotiate or bring about a sale of a home in process of trying to figure out how to get them care. There's all kinds of moving parts. There's all kinds of different things. And this is Rebecca's specialty. And I really want to talk to those families that may have a concern about a loved one that has dementia in, you know, that are still living at home. You're concerned about them to a certain degree. So um, Rebecca, I'm so glad you're here. And this is a very common program, a problem, isn't it? It is. Thank you for having me, Suzanne, as always. And we get calls here at SASH from a lot of families who are looking at the care of their senior loved one who is Mm -hmm. having progressive dementia or Mm -hmm. Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And cognitively, they're not able to take care of themselves anymore. They're not able to make the financial decisions anymore. They're on that journey, um, which Mm -hmm. is really hard to be on for the family. And then right in the middle of it, they're trying to figure out how do we pay for mom or dad's care? And Mm -hmm. the home is usually the biggest asset and the most available to sell in order to pay for that Mm round-the-clock care that mom or dad need. And so what we find is families find themselves in two intense situations at the same time. We're the caregiver. We have to manage mom's finances, mom's care. Where is she going to move to? What level of care does she need? Doctor's appointments. And holy cannoli, we've got this home that she's lived in for 50 years. It's full. It hasn't been readied for market. How in the world are we going to do this? And just this year, Suzanne, I've assisted eight families with the sale of their home when there was someone in the family on on title of the home who had dementia or Alzheimer's. And so you're absolutely right. It's very common. And we want to talk about it today. We want to give tips and guidance and encouragement. Mm -hmm. And hopefully your listeners can gather something from our show today where they go, I'm so glad I listened to that because now I know to do X, Y, or Z Mm -hmm. as I'm navigating this with my family. You know, Rebecca, it's been even worse after the pandemic. I saw many seniors that probably should have had care in some way, even during, you know, quarantine and they were still in their homes when they really weren't safe. And this is what I'm learning about more and more of how much that being isolated has also escalated um, symptoms of Alzheimer's and dementia or things that are going on in the home that you may not realize, like they haven't cleaned the refrigerator for a year right. or they haven't, um, they've been hoarding uh, things or, you know, um, things are not getting you know, they're not living in a clean environment because they're not able to take care of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're not, they're not using, you know, grooming their own, you know, 
practicing activities of daily living properly. So they're not living in a good scenario. And yet there's this element of fear of because I, I've closed and been living in this bubble, I'm too afraid to go out. I'm too afraid to be, you know, more involved in the world. And that's been difficult on both the family side. The spouse is in the middle of things oftentimes with, Mm -hmm. you know, let's say dad's trying to take care of mom the best he can, but mom's got dementia. Mom's not tracking. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure you're seeing a lot of that. And you're so right, Suzanne, about the pandemic, because a lot of families were separated from their senior loved ones for months. They were quarantining. Mom or dad was in another state or another city at home alone. Maybe their symptoms were progressing and nobody really was around them to see. And everyone was so afraid of passing COVID Mm -hmm. one to another that I think you know, there was a lot of discoveries made as folks began to sort of connect again and see one another again, like, wow, you know, we really need to do something here. And um, mom isn't safe at home anymore. Dad isn't safe at home. And we recognize that the senior loved ones, especially when they're suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's, they want to stay home. We know they want to stay home. Everybody does. Every family (laughs) wants to give that to them, right? They want to be in their familiar environment with the rooms they love, the decor Mm -hmm. they love, the furniture they're comfortable in, the, the neighborhood they're comfortable in. But there comes that time when it just doesn't work anymore. Financially, it doesn't work because even if you get caregivers in, in the home to take care of mom or dad, I'm working with a family right now where their loved one has dementia and they have 24 hour caregivers in their home. And Suzanne, it's $15,000 a month for round the clock care in their home. Now, $15,000 a month is a lot of money. And, and you, even if you own your home outright and you've paid your home off years ago, Still a lot of money. You can burn through all the equity in your home in just a couple of years, putting out $15,000 a year. So financially, it doesn't make sense to stay yeah. at home. And then of course, there's the safety element, right? Yeah. The stove is left on, the doors are left open or unlocked. There's electrical hazards. There's fall, fall risks. Exactly. Fall risks and... <clears throat> Family members are going and checking on mom every day and they're, they're starting to be so frazzled because of the stress of knowing that mom's in an unsafe environment mm-hmm. or dad's in an unsafe, that they just reach that point where it's time. It's yeah. time to get mom or dad into a place of care and, whoa, we're going to have to sell the home to pay for it. And this is where they call us. This is where our guidance begins many times. And when I come into a situation where I'm working directly with those powers of attorney. So we do want to talk directly to these folks today. Um, uh-huh. We want to encourage you, give you guidance, give you tips and support and um, guidelines for what to do ahead and spend our time this way. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I am glad we're having this conversation because you know, so often it's like the power of attorney or that person that's in in charge. They're also getting a lot of stories from other people in the family. And I think one of the things that, that 
everybody that's listening to this podcast or this show has to understand that everything is different. You know, everybody's perspective is different. Their experiences of mom or dad and dementia is funny because I know I've seen it. I saw it with my own mother. They can rise to the occasion and act totally normal for a period of time. Right. The family, you know, you're saying mom, mom and dad can't live norm, you know, by themselves anymore. And then they go and they go to the house and mom or dad just rises up to the occasion and they are just fine. And then they fall apart after that, you know, that right. child is gone. So to understand that everybody has a different experience and don't negate those that, you know, if you're not seeing it, it doesn't mean it's not there. And that's right. the thing that um, I think you're going to talk a lot about. Um, trust the power of attorney. Trust and and your job as a sibling is to support whatever that power of attorney um, believes. And I think that's really um, an important part of this conversation, yes. is it not? Yes. And, and I tell families often, just because I work with this so much and I see it is I say, there's moments of lucidity. This mm -hmm. is not an on or off switch. No. Once it's off, it's always off, you know, as far as cognitive abilities mm -hmm. and memory. Yeah. There's moments of lucidity where they're just like you're saying, they, they rise to the occasion. They're perfectly clear. They're remembering things. They're talking clearly. They, they know what happened yesterday. Then a few hours later, they will have no memory of anything that right. happened that morning. Right. And one sibling might have one interaction and the other sibling might have the other interaction. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it, I think what you're saying, and I really agree with you is give the caregivers the benefit of the doubt, yep. you know, believe them when they say things are starting to slip, you know, and it's starting to become unsafe and we may need to start making decisions and looking to the next few months of care. And, and that's the thing I think that's really important with all of this is, as I always say, um, that person was made a power of attorney for a reason. Yes. And if your, your parent or your loved one, you know, was appointed that person while they were still lucid, it's because they trusted that person to make those kind of decisions. And I think it's important that we all understand what our role is, you know, who's on first, who's on second, as somebody says, that first baseman, that person that is in, you know, that is running the pitcher, whoever's taking care of that person, they're the ones that need to be supported and your mm -hmm. decision or your, your input obviously is welcomed, I would hope, but it's also understand that the last that, you know, who has the last say is the, is the power of attorney. And they have a difficult job, they're very difficult, hard job. decisions. They're being second guessed. They're being armchair quarterbacked by people. They're often getting guilt trips from folks mm -hmm. who, oh yeah, they're they being, shouldn't. they're being ostracized because people get angry with them. If they have to make an unpopular decision, I yes. know that, um, you know, that happened with my family and we've talked about that. The fact that, you know, you're in a very difficult scenario when you're, you are the power of attorney, but you also have the, you know, the mindset to be able to do that. You know, this person, you can advocate for this person. And I think that's really why I'm excited about talking about this. So, 
anyway, um, I'm looking forward to diving into this. Yes, we've got lots of tips and guidelines that we can get into in our next segment. And uh, we just want to be here for you, give you valuable information, support. And this is all based on my years of experience of doing this day in and day out. Well, Rebecca, I can't wait. And so in the meantime, everyone, Rebecca Bowman and I are going to be right back right after this. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. We at Answers for Elders thank you for listening. Did you know that you can discover hundreds of podcasts in our library on senior care? So visit our website and discover our decision guides that will help you also navigate decision-making. Find us at AnswersForElders.com. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform. 